0: Antonio Brown gets an olive branch from Steelers coach Mike Tomlin, but never, ever a job. Mark my words. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. Wondering why Mike Tomlin is consistently among the NFL's most revered coaches? Do yourself a favor. Check out this week's rare off-season live interview with ESPN's Stephen A. Smith. In a single 15-minute segment, Tomlin managed to excoriate ESPN for its reckless speculation over quarterback Mason Rudolph's alleged racism in the Miles Garrett helmet-wielding fracas last season against the Browns. With exquisitely well-chosen words... Tomlin made ESPN appear foolish for failing for the outright lies of Miles Garrett. Then he made the sports network appear incompetent for never seeking out Rudolph's side. Meanwhile, Tomlin shined as a stalwart, quote, leader of men, in steadfastly backing his quarterback on the third rail issue of race and the N-word. And Tomlin did so as one of the strongest, most prominent African-Americans in a sport dominated by African-Americans. But Tomlin wasn't done. When Stephen A. asked about Pittsburgh pariah Antonio Brown, Tomlin didn't flinch. In fact, he came up with such a densely packed, nuanced answer to the thorny question, of an Antonio return to football in the 412 area code, many are still puzzling over exactly what it means. I break it down line by line, but that's not all. There's a lot going on with the Steelers, and I'm going to give you a potpourri of Pittsburgh pigskin tidbits and black and gold nuggets of information as the Steelers begin to eye players in next week's NFL Combine. There's a lot here, Steelers fans, so let's get right to it. In fact, let's cut right to the chase, or in this case, Mike Tomlin's exact words on Antonio Brown in answer to Stephen A. Smith. Here's what he said, I'll say this, once a Steeler, always a Steeler. We had great success over the course of nine plus years. We will always be interested in his development as a man, and we will be open to assisting him in that. But we have no current business interest at this time, Unquote. Wow. Lots of warm words and support and emotional outreach to Antonio Brown. Nostalgia for his nine stellar years as a Steeler. Support for him as a man, reaffirming his manhood and his place in football. But those last words, no current business interest at this time. Almost like a disclaimer you hear at the end of an ad or something. But that is the cold-blooded killer line that really undoes everything that came before it Tomlin believes the NFL above all is a business and he and the Steelers have no current business interest in Antonio Brown at this time and really you can even say take the words current out of there and at this time the Steelers and Mike Tomlin have no business interest in Antonio Brown, period. That's the way you analyze that sentence. The worm words, the platitudes, the patting on the head, all that is great. But it's all the bottom line, the bottom line. It's a business, and the Steelers have no business interest in Antonio Brown. That's the bottom line of that quote, and it was the brilliant rhetorical equivalent of Tomlin patting Antonio Brown on the head, then kicking him where it counts. In the wallet, of course. What did you think I meant? Tomlin was equally deft in calling Miles Garrett an outright liar, with his full-throated support of Mason Rudolph in that He said, he said fracas that ended with Garrett hitting Rudolph over the head with his own helmet. But according to Garrett, his justification was Rudolph's alleged use of the N-word on the football field. Hey. Mason Rudolph had enough trouble on the field with his poor quarterback play. He needs no additional problems off it, especially as he's trying to work his way into the Steelers' plan as a reliable backup going into the 2020 season. And especially when it comes to the scarlet letter label of racism and being accused of throwing around the N-word in between the lines of an NFL football field during a game. That is just not done, especially by a white player. So, here was the NFL's most prominent African-American coach to shut it all down. And Mike Tomlin did. He shut it down cold. For this, Tomlin drew praise from Rudolph, who called his coach simply, quote, a leader of men, and that is the highest of high NFL player praise. But Tomlin also drew rare raves from harsh critics such as Pittsburgh sports blabbermouth Mark Madden, who penned this tribute for Trip Live, quote, What Mike Tomlin did when he spoke on ESPN's first take Monday was very important. Tomlin knew that. He never does media during the offseason. But you can't let a lie be told repeatedly about one of your players. What the Browns' Miles Garrett said, again, not only reflects badly on Mason Rudolph, but reflects badly on Tomlin and badly on the Steelers organization. You also can't let others pow on, as ESPN did during the Outside the Line segment that followed Garrett doubling down on his claim that Rudolph said the N-word. As a black coach, Tomlin couldn't be silent. It would look like tacit confirmation of Garrett's claim. He made it clear the Steelers won't be pushed around on this. As a black man, this wasn't without risk for Tomlin. As ESPN's Ryan Clark, a former Steelers player, said, quote, in doing his job, being an African-American and being a former black player, I'm supposed to support everything that's black. The moment you don't, you're not supporting. You're selling out. You're dancing for Massa, unquote. That was Ryan Clark speaking on ESPN and quoted by Mark Madden in the column. But Tomlin wasn't supporting White when he spoke on ESPN. He was supporting Wright, Mark Madden writes, adding, quote, Tomlin went on ESPN and buried ESPN. He humiliated one of the NFL's broadcast partners on its own turf. That's epic. Monday on ESPN wasn't a playoff win for Tomlin but it was one of Tomlin's best and most significant moments as Steelers head coach, unquote, all from Mark Madden. And really, Mark, I couldn't have said it better. Daniel Valente with SteelersDepot.com was equally eloquent, but much more brief in tweeting out video of Tomlin on first take, along with his own take on Tomlin's performance, quote, this is exactly why Mike Tomlin is so well-respected around the league, goes above and beyond to defend his guys. That is top-notch leadership, great stuff, unquote. Not bad. Not a bad performance, a very dense and subtext to everything Tomlin said, and it's really worth watching it and even better reading the transcript to really get an idea of all of the buttons that Tomlin managed to push every time he opens his mouth. But what about that upcoming Steelers season? Much remains to be answered with the Steelers roster, those free agents like Bud Dupree, and of course, Big Ben's ailing elbow. But it's looking as if the Steelers and their favorable 2020 schedule, we know the opponents, just not the game dates, are lining up for a possible playoff run. To wit from Trib Live. Quote, Steelers have the NFL's second easiest schedule in 2020 according to CBS Sports Calculations. The aggregate records of the Steelers' 16 opponents is 117 to 139. That's a .457 winning percentage and it ranks 31st out of the league's 32 teams looking ahead to this coming schedule. It's largely a function of the Steelers facing the NFC East in its conference crossover games. And by far, the NFC East had the league's worst division in 2019. You'll recall the Philly Eagles won it with a nine and seven record, followed by the Dallas Cowboys at eight and eight, the New York G men at four and 12, and the Washington Redskins at a paltry three and 13. As Triblive writes, quote, after a two-year hiatus, the Pittsburgh Steelers are hopeful for a return to the postseason in 2020, unquote. The schedule bodes well, but I caution you, the NFL changes greatly from year to year as teams rise and fall very quickly. Do not count on that schedule being so easy. Thankfully, the Steelers will have Coach Mike Tomlin to guide them in 2020 and beyond. Tomlin is a motivational master who always has multiple meetings embedded in everything he says. If there's a defining elemental characteristic of Mike Tomlin, it's his consistency. From the beginning of his career, he has consistently maintained that the NFL, above all, is a business. Not a sport, not an entertainment product, a business. And he treats it as such. In short, Mike Tomlin has and remains utterly brilliant. And he does so in a style that is quintessentially his own. Very unique, commanding, a presence. Anything he says, it's listened to. If you don't believe in Mike Tomlin's mental mastery, do yourself a favor and get a transcript of Tomlin's entire interview. Study it. Parse every word. Divine the multiple meaning behind every sculpted sentence and then truly appreciate what a wise leader, what a motivator, what a coach, what a football business executive Mike Tomlin truly is. The Steelers are in very good hands, fellow Pittsburgh fans, so rest easy, but always perk up those ears when Mike Tomlin clears his throat to speak. He is the NFL's version of EF Hutton, don't know who that is google it young ones or better yet just keep listening and studying the wise words of your brilliant strong and all wise head coach and that is your Steelers update for now download the podcast every Wednesday afternoon wherever you download your favorite audio and of course log on to penlive.com anytime for your real-time Steelers news